0: Well, hello, and welcome to That's Awkward, our podcast dedicated to the strength and struggle of almost being there. I'm Sekiel.
1: I'm Gil. Uh,
0: And today, we have a very special guest, uh, but before that, <laughs> our, our apologies for this extra super late uh, release of our of, of the next episode. You um, we were really busy. We've been, you know, life has been really busy, but in 20, 2018... <laughs> can I say 2015? <laughs> it's been a long week. It's only my day. <laughs> uh, So yeah, sorry, not sorry, y'all. Um, but yeah, uh, so today we have our special guest with us, Amy Wong,
2: right? Change her
1: name. Amy Zimmerman. Oh, oh wow. this is
0: awkward. <laughs> I
1: mean, her name's changing my phone, so. <laughs> oh shit,
0: I haven't changed your name on my phone.
1: And her email, hello.
0: For real. Yeah. Dude, she's like, on for it. For real. Like, my social yeah. security card yeah. says it's big. Serious. Well, I, <laughs> we have a special guest, Amy Zimmerman. Uh, and Amy is a good friend of Gil and I. Uh, we met Amy through our teammate, Ross, our Texas 4,000 teammate.
1: Um, they recently got married. Recently. How many months ago? Four. Four months oh ago. God.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so I just asked uh, one of my friends um, for volleyball, because he also just got married, and I was like, how's married life? And he was like, I feel like everybody tells me, ask me that question all the time. <laughs> <Did you ask laughs> well, I was going to
1: ask you, because you guys just had your honeymoon, so I feel like it's finally, like, like now that it's actually
3: married, married life, right? Yes. Well, to be honest, it feels like the same, but with a little extra sparkle, because... We have been together for over five years, and we lived together for three of them, and we still live in the same place, and we adopted cats, so it's just the same. I just have a new name, and more rings! Yay! (laughs) Did
0: that cost a lot to change your name?
3: No, it didn't cost me anything. Um, Oh really? When that cost some money. When it comes, it's like certain things, like when you're married, or you have like a court ordered to change they, your name to change your name <laughs>
1: what um, would that happen
3: <laughs> i don't know or like uh, like like if when you're,
1: you're getting divorced and like you can have my name that
3: anymore. um or like say if you know your mom or dad is out of the picture or like say your dad is out of the picture and you want your mom's name mm-hmm. you can have mm-hmm. the court order that yeah order to change your name to your mom's name instead of your dad's name yeah. but yeah when you get
1: married you have like
3: some amount of time to change your name for
1: free for free oh that's nice mm-hmm.
0: No, I know. If I ever want to get ma- change my name, I'll get
1: married. <laughs> I mean, you can change your name without getting married. Yeah, but you have to pay for that.
0: <laughs> uh, what Are we talking about? Okay, we were talking about Amy. Oh, okay. uh, do you uh, want to
3: introduce yourself? For uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm Amy Zimmerman. Um, I am a twenty-something, officially pushing thirty adult working in the tech world and considering a second career, um, focused towards nutrition, hoping to be a registered dietitian someday. Um, I am from Houston, from the Southeast side of Houston, and I am the child of immigrants that escaped Vietnam in 1975 against their wishes. And, and I think that's formed a lot of who I am today. And we'll
1: learn more about that when we talk about food. Yeah, I don't know if we said we're talking about food this episode. <laughs> like, um, that's why, guys. <laughs> but that's why I, I feel like we've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Like we kind of wanted to do it like during New Year's because you know people always trying to be healthy. But we we've always wanted to talk to Amy because like we know like she's. Like from day one, I remember like being on the ride and like she would send us like baked goods, like these awesome cookies. And like from the start, I'm like, uh, Ross, like you have to marry her so then she can cook for us forever. And like every time there's like a gathering, Ross and Amy both like love cooking from scratch and like it's always just good, good food. And so, and like, yeah, like your career change possibly. And so we're like, we have talked to Amy about this. Mm -hmm. Happy okay. to be here. So glad, hey, glad you.
0: Enjoying, uh, Thanks, uh, so yeah, so like again, our the topic for this um, episode is food uh, and how food has shaped our identity um, as children of immigrants and um, and how we perceive the world today and how we have essentially have acted to to eat healthier, eat more healthier um, um, because of different reasons or different factors. Uh, and so I guess the first um, First thing we can go um, go around uh, is to talk about um, your first reactions to food uh, idea like your relationship to food do like growing up. I or...
1: some bullshit or no? Oh shit. <laughs> it's okay. I got in my cell phone. I know, oh my okay.
0: God. Just JK <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to No, I want to. Okay. Well, I, okay. okay, so <laughs> gotcha. uh,
1: first before we talk about food, we're okay, gonna do our I week or whatever <laughs> Our, whenever this podcast is segment um, <laughs> want to hear some bullshit um, I'll go first I feel like I always have so much bullshit but we can cut it out if it's too much Um okay so do you guys both know I had sinus surgery like a few years ago no okay so I have really bad allergies and I always have so I just like chronically have a sinus effect, like just unless I'm like constant state it's just always. no surgery. idea yeah, and so then when I... After the ride, I got a job and uh,
0: health he- What sinus... Like, what do they do for your sinus? Like, wh- I'll tell you. That, oh. um,
1: so then after the ride, and I got health insurance and stuff, so I finally, like, could see, like, an ENT. First, I saw an allergist, and, like, we tried doing the allergy shots, but then I had a really bad reaction. Like, I almost stopped breathing, so, like, you can't do the allergy shots anymore. And so then I saw an ENT, because I just, like, wasn't feeling better at all. And then, like, he's like, you have to have sinus surgery. He's like it's all disease tissue like so you know you it's like cavities and so like it was like I I was like out of work for like four weeks because I couldn't it was gross and like so he did the surgery I don't know I pictured him like sucking up all the sinus shit in my in my thing and then I was obviously asleep but he came out to my mom he's like for like a twenty-year-old, old I was at that twenty-three-year-old. She has like a, the sinuses of like a sixty-five-year-old. She's like, I don't know how she was living and breathing, and I was like, I wasn't. Oh. Anyways, how
3: did you ride all the way? For Seventy to days. I
1: don't
0: know. Like
1: I don't
3: know. With pollen and allergens going into exactly.
1: your face, I couldn't breathe ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: that's why you're allergies.
1: always in the struggle bus <laughs> no,
0: no. i'm like let's do it again
1: anyway so that was back in like 2014 or something like that and i've been doing much better um but then recently like whenever like that like this time of year like allergies are really bad and i feel bad um but then i started seeing this new doctor and so she like took a scope and she like checked my sinuses and I was like tearing up because they're like, I don't know. It was really weird. It was so weird. And then like, she's like, Oh, it looks like you have a big old polyp in the right cheek of your, your sinuses. And I was like, what? And I was like, I thought I just don't want surgery for the rest of my life. They're like, no, like the pops can grow, whatever. Um, so it's just like, I guess it, it so insert, it's like this mass that's growing in my sinuses. I don't know. And so Did they insert, Yeah, she took, she literally, I was there. She's like, Do you mind if I do this? And I didn't know what she was doing. So she took this scope, she just put it in my my sizes, and it was going everywhere. I was crying because it was (laughs) kind of (laughs) tickling. (laughs) <laughs> and she was just like whatever whatever and I'm like oh my god this lady's crazy so like today I went to go get a CT scan because she's like good to see how bad it is because she's like we could just do the surgery right here the, the and <laughs> And I was like what she's like but it's kind of deep in your cheek like we might want to like schedule a surgery oh and I'm like oh I'm like uh cool whatever so I'm like and so I was telling my mom she's like are you just gonna have to keep having surgeries for the rest of your life I'm like I don't know um but today what another funny thing is I went to go get the CT scan and it was at on the 38th like medical tower center and they were like hey like you got to pay for your own parking so um. I had to pay <laughs> how much was that it was like 2 dollars but Still. then what happened was <laughs> i dropped my parking ticket and i didn't realize it so then oh it's down the street yeah yeah on okay. 38th yeah and then I didn't realize I dropped my parking ticket. And so then I, I did a CT scan. I came out, and then I was in my car. I'm like, shit, I can't find my parking ticket. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is probably like $60. Then someone's calling me, and I usually don't answer the phone call, but it was like, a find my Tune number. And then I answered. She's like, hi, I'm the CT uh, tech that just took your CT, whatever. She's like, sorry, it's really blurry, like, because I guess you were moving. Like, you're going to come back and do it again. Oh my God. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, luckily I didn't leave because I didn't have a parking ticket. So then I go back, and then out in the front i see this random parking ticket that Aww. fell i don't know it was mine but i just took it like <laughs> <laughs> Got I know, i'm like thing. Uh, then she did it again and it was fine um so that was really funny but then the Another thing that happened, um, so then I come home, I go to work, whatever, and then I usually bike to work, so I lock on my bike, and then when I'm coming home, it was like 5 o'clock, I go to unlock my bike, and another bike locked their bike to one of my brake cables. So then I was like, and this is the second time this happened to me, and I was like, God damn it! And I swear to God, every time it's South by Southwest, something always happens to my bike. And I need so to educate people. I know. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was so tired. So I was like, I guess I'll just ride the bus home. And then because of South by Southwest, it took like an hour to get home. Oh my! God. I know. So be pissed. I know. So today has not been a very good day. <laughs> oh my god! But oh my god! But then I got home and I got your your guys's, um postcard oh good, from Banff. And I was like, oh, it was so sweet. So. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for that. That made my Monday it a good day.
0: <laughs> so you wanna go next? Um, well, I guess mine is. Um, it's been a while, but I sprained my ankle playing volleyball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a month Hurry ago. Up. Um, which I'm, I guess I'm prone to spraining my ankle. Yeah, um, this is like the I third, fourth time. when you sprain
3: time. it, it's always sprained.
1: Yeah. if you do yeah. it one time, it's just really sensitive. Like, you
3: might need to like start wearing a brace or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyday
0: life. <laughs> but it makes my ankle look fat. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> it's, it's fat already. Well, I, so I think I sprained like both ankles, um, both ankles. Oh, you just have
1: yeah. weak ankles. Because
0: last time when I sprained it, I remember. Maybe you see, like, I was still like a
1: PT or something. Are you getting enough
3: calcium? Calcium.
0: Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. Because I don't, like, really drink milk. I drink.
1: You should take,
3: like, a vitamin then. So for healthy bones, you need protein and calcium.
0: Well, I drink. I take protein. There's okay, calcium. but calcium. Okay. Maybe calcium. Calcium. Well, <laughs> like I got to think calcium's Simpson. Um, so, we'll check yeah. in next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, it has been like a month ago at Open Court. I did the fucking... Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the same thing happened to me uh, at when UT. I, at UT mm-hmm. when I was playing I in the in, in the class. And um, it was, so I was up at net. So, like, my position is, like, middle block. And so uh, that's the position I like to play. And so... Uh, I the guy who was opposite of me at the net um he jumped he he went in for his, his hit and like the way it works like as a middle block is that you have to like timing is a lot um you have to take into consideration and so like you have to allow time for the um for the setter to like set the ball to the to the, your, to the hitter on the opposite side and then um and then so when you can get to him and then um you also have to allow time for the the hitter to jump and like time it so that you t- you jump just like right after him, um, so that when the ball is on your side, you're like at the highest point. Yeah, it's really, like very technical stuff. <laughs> Anyways, so basically what that means is that the hitter like essentially lands first and then you land right. And so um, this time just happened same as last time was that the hitter hit the ball, he landed and went under the net. Which in volleyball, that's like a complete violation. Like, if, if your foot, if your complete foot steps over the net, I mean, steps, yeah, steps under the net, um then that's a, then yeah, it's point for the opposite team. Ugh. And so that's what happened. The heap essentially landed in my landing zone. And so when I landed, you
1: on top of I landed on top uh. of him
0: and rolled, sprained my ankle, essentially. Uh, and all I heard, and those are like the worst, like, uh, the noise I could, I heard, I heard it, and then I just felt like, oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: uh and I just <laughs> fell straight to the floor, and, and it was so, I think, like, people, the do like, know that I'm, like, dramatic, so, uh, so, like, I was, like, on the floor, That's and everyone fun. was, like, get up, and I was, like, <laughs> and so, like, it took a while for, like, people to realize that I was actually hurt, and so, I had to, like, go, like, two, two of my friends, like, kicked me up, and I, they took me to the, to the to the, to the front of the, the the courts and I was just there chilling, seeing if I um, could like if I felt better to like at least like drive home. Uh, I didn't, but I did have to drive home, so I drove with my left foot, which was Ooh, so, so awkward. Yeah. Um, and I just like put it on cruise control the entire time, so I wouldn't have to like put any gas pressure on it, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so. Like, right before that, so, um, I, they, they asked me to play in, like, the competitive league division of, of the thing, which was, like, the, so they like, four the divisions, up, the right? next level up, and then to be a captain, and I was, like, oh, I'm so excited, right? Um, and, of course, like, this is a, same shit happened to me when I trained in, in, in that UT when I was in the class, because I, um... Uh, was asked to be one of the like the four team captains in the class, and I was so excited. Like, I picked my team, and I was like so excited. And right before, like literally the day before we started the tournament in the class, um I sprained my ankle, oh. and then I almost failed that class oh. because <laughs> I couldn't play volleyball. Oh, what? Yes, you just failed volleyball. I almost yeah, I had to like do community, community. service hours because oh. <laughs> I like I was like absent, oh right? God. And so it was like d- during the time that we were in T four K, and so we were doing all those um uh, service hours with T four K. So I just basically logged those. I was oh like, "Fuck my this." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my bullshit. Uh, yeah, the league is starting next month, and so. But you've um, been playing, right? So uh, I mean, I just I went last time and. I was in like the lowest division court, and I was—I was, really wasn't doing much. Um like, I can't even run, and like, sucks because like, it's been super great weather, okay. and i just like, I like, just want to go running. <laughs> like, can't like, it really can't put any pressure. Like at the gym, yeah. I really can't do like any like legs or squats because it's just like adding any pressure to it. Just even hurts. if it's
3: like not on the ankle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Jeez. So yeah. My turkey legs are now chicken legs.
3: Ooh, <laughs> you skipped leg day. been a buck, girl. Yeah. Uh, so
0: yeah, that's my bullshit. Uh,
3: my bullshit is like not, it's not that huge, but I guess if you're like me, you might think it's huge, but like, okay, so mm-hmm. in my apartment, it's open parking. Um, you know, there's way more spaces there than there are people that live there. Uh, but there's this one neighbor that drives the brown hrv with a bike rack on it always parks in between two spots right on the line like so wrong it's like so wrong how they parked they're not at all in the line and so i know that there is space for everyone else to park but i just think it's really disrespectful to not Park in a
0: parking space. My sister parks like that all the time. We <gasps> get so embarrassed whenever what? we go. Like, oh, oh my god! god. Why? Why?
1: Like, Why would you? Do okay, that? Even like the first time you don't make it, but then you back up.
0: And <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> you know? But it's
3: like it's like the the parking space line is coming down the middle of their car. That's how. <laughs> that's how that's bad so it is. just. You know what
0: I always like to do? Well, I'm okay. I've never done it, but I've always thought about doing it. But it's like when somebody does park like that. Like I. Um, Cause I have like a small car. Like I've always wanted to like fit um, your car right next my to car them. in like the lane, so actually yeah. like, block them off so they can't ever like open that door. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it. So, <laughs> no,
1: because like, they might like bang up your they car. Do. They probably don't care, and they, they might do. It. Uh, like, you know, what I mean?
0: it's true. Yeah, they already don't care about parking. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, they they left their car there for like the whole weekend, like Friday through Sunday. I didn't see the car move until Monday. Um, so, like, the whole week, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, ha- why? So, conveniently, next to the car was chalk, like, sidewalk
0: <laughs> What? And so,
3: not me, but Ross, he
0: <laughs> picks up the yes, chalk, Ross.
3: and he pointed an arrow at the car, and he wrote, what the fuck, oh,
2: <laughs> on, the, on, oh my on God. Of the car, pointing at
3: it, and, like, <laughs>
2: That's awesome. it was
3: awesome, and, like, you know, we thought about, like, because it's someone who lives there, definitely we see the car all the time. So, we saw it move, and it did the same thing, park between two spots, just somewhere else. And so, we thought about going over there and writing With the, the truck. same thing. <laughs> okay, so that's the, that's
0: it. a good idea, because, uh, <laughs> so, like, my parking, like, my, the parking here, it's pretty, like, chill. Like, there's signs of, like, there's towing and but really, they don't really tow for, mm-hmm. they so don't enforce obscure. toasting, tow, towing, they don't enforce... Totally. Mm. Um, and like, I'm, like, real chill friends with, like, the, the like the property, like the leasing office manager. Um, and, but there is this, that one of the houses that cross the street, um, it's, like, a total, like, frat house. Like, you, like nothing but, like, really? frat guys live there. Uh, and they, they, they drive, one of them, like, drives, like, this really big, like, four-wheel, like, four pickup truck. Um, and, um... Like they have like they always park it on like our side of like in our parking lot and like I've seen it like three or times or three times already that they they park um, and they just like walk across the street and go like there and like or they will have parties and they tell people to like park Thank here you. and it gets me so mad I'm like you don't live here. See, yeah,
3: you don't live here. That's like
0: the dumb thing to me. So get some chalk. i get some chalk yeah, now. Get some chalk,
3: like. People, I've told other people today, like, you should leave a net on their windshield. Yeah, and I was, was like, going to No, say... I want everyone to know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I wanted a... everyone to know that I am angry about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone it so, but, it,
1: they, but it didn't change.
3: It didn't. But I did finally see who drives the car today. Like, I've never seen the person who drives the car. And I saw them today. I got a really good look at them.
1: You could complain to your front office.
3: I—that's right, the next thing I'm gonna okay. do. Um, there's
0: sure. steps to this
3: for sure.
0: See, because I—I thought about complaining too, but like they like seen me get out of my car, and I feel like they, they'll know it's me, and like I have a pretty like recognizable car. You know, yeah. all, all
3: of these things have like crossed my mind, and like I'm working on some like personal stuff, but I think like I—I I do that too. I get scared that they'll see me and they'll know that I reported them. Yeah. But I have an issue with it, and I know I'm right and they're wrong. And so, mm, if they want to talk to me
1: about it, I'll be like, "Why'd you park your car that way?" Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you might have to get in a fight, but you know, <laughs> you gotta defend that parking spot. I just, I know <laughs>
3: they're in the wrong. No,
1: they are. You're right. No. All right. Well, next time we'll we have some takeaways too. So, calcium, uh, okay. car issue. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So. Thanks to sharing. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Uh, so now we can go into um, the topics for today, which is food um, and eating healthy and food access and how food has shaped our, ourselves and our family. Uh, so to begin, um, we can go and circle in and first like, do some like, first comments from, from first thoughts about, about what I just said or, or how um, you first came to realize to, to come to realize that eating healthy was important to you.
1: Um, I guess I'll go. So I grew up eating Indian food. Um, my parents are from India and then they moved here and I feel like we ate Indian food all the time. Um, but I feel like I didn't really understand. And then like, I feel like there was a struggle with them, right? Cause like we ate Indian food all the time, but like, because they grew up really poor and like now we had like a little bit of money, like they were like, Oh, like you you guys can also have all these snacks that were really processed and, like, a bunch of sodas and, like, frozen stuff and desserts and stuff, like, stuff that they didn't have access to in India. And so, like, we were never, like, eating healthy ever. But I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 16, and that was, like, the first time that I actually, like, thought about food and, like, what I was putting into my body because, like, I was, like, forced to. Like, you know, like – so, like, with type 1 diabetes, like, you're um, – it's an autoimmune disease, so, like, your body attacks the pancreatic cells that make the insulin, and so I have to, like, for the rest of my life, give myself insulin. So that means whenever I'm eating anything that has carbs in it, I have to give myself a certain amount of insulin, and then I have to have, like, a baseline amount of insulin, just like normal people have. But then, so then I learned really quickly, like, oh, like, I can't drink soda anymore. Um, like, you know, it's better to eat, like, complex carbs and like, something like white bread that, like... Uh, Really spikes my blood sugar, or whatever. So, I feel like it, it was different because I feel like people think of healthy eating as like counting their calories and stuff like that. But like for me, it's all about the carbs and like like picking between like, am I gonna eat this like or drink this fruit juice or like eat this like piece of wheat toast or something like that. Like it's just always been a balance and like um And then it was kind of cool because then, like, I felt like my family was really supportive and, like, because they could have been like, whatever, like, you had to eat all that shit, but we're not going to. But I feel like it was kind of like educational for all of us. And that was when, um like, my mom still was on food stamps and stuff, but, like, we just had to, like, learn to be better. And, like, you know, it's pretty easy to do once you know, but it was just, like, that first step in knowing, like, I didn't know, like, when I was diagnosed with diabetes, like, you have to see a nutritionist because, like, you have to know how to carb count, so, like, and then you have to, like, know what carbs are, and so um, it, it was really cool to see that, but I feel like there was still this, like, disconnect because, like, my nutritionist didn't know anything about any food, so she's like, I don't really know how you carb count, like, naan or roti or sabji or whatever, and then, so, like, I feel like even to this day, I'm, I'm always just like guessing, like you know, like oh, I'm ha- having some lentils. Like let me just guess, like you know what I mean, like. Um, That's really interesting. I, mean, I never
0: thought about like that because yeah. obviously, like diabetes is a huge factor yeah, in yeah. In, um, in in minority populations mm-hmm. and. Like, like, yeah. These nutritionists yeah. are they being educated in, in yeah. like, nutrition? I think Amy and I talked fruit. about that. In in we New- did.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was at our last book club. Yeah, <laughs> um, we. It, it was. It like it's interesting how that how this is all coming together because, um, I subscribe to a lot of uh, like healthy eating magazines, health magazines, and I get the newsletters in my inbox, and I have gotten a, a, a newsletter from. From Self Magazine, from the editor that said, uh, wellness has a race problem. And it talked about how, you know, so many magazines, blogs, there's a lot of content out there pushing wellness. And that almost always means yoga, Pilates, white women that are already fit. um, Green
1: smoothies. Green
3: smoothies, Buddha bowls, and... And things like that. Um, And they weren't talking about how, like, there aren't enough culturally sensitive dietitians out there. Which is actually my goal. It's to be a culturally sensitive dietitian so that when they do have someone from a minority population who, you know, like, sure they live in America, but but they love rice. They love roti. They love naan or um, tortillas. You know, they have to, it doesn't make sense to tell someone whose diet and grew up eating tortillas to stop eating them completely. Yeah. You've got to figure out a way to educate them so that they could still eat one tortilla instead of two or three.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: And tell them to eat more, you know, maybe black beans. Versus refried beans. You know, you're not trying to change people's identities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. I don't yeah. think there's enough, like, dietitians out there that really realize that and really empathize that they yeah. with the
0: patients. Yeah. i like to talk more but I want to go back to you. I, oh, I okay. interrupted you. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Is that
1: it? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> For now, it's just, For like, now, initial uh, yeah, thoughts, no, right? No, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think... Um, something I've been thinking a lot about is um, like what it means to eat healthy because we we just watched that clip and how he said like you could Google it and there's so many things and I feel like like this year like I'm trying to be like really really healthy and and it's always been hard for me because it's hard to like put myself first I don't know and so even though I have like a chronic disease well like I have to but like if I'm trying to find the information like there's all these people like oh you should be paleo you should be vegan you should eat eggs, you do not eat eggs, and, like, it's just so hard, and, like, it gets really overwhelming for me, and I'm, like, man, like, I'm, like, an educated young woman, and if I feel overwhelmed, like, I can't imagine, like, you know, like, if I think about, like, trying to tell my grandma anything, like, she, she's not gonna understand anything, she's gonna be, like, you know what I mean, and so I feel like we need to, I mean, I don't know how to address this, but it's just, like, I feel like people need to think of healthy eating and like just what works for them right because there's no point in like fad dieting and like crash dieting and then like you're not going to stick to it and then like you're just going to gain all the weight back or like just you know like gain that disease back or whatever like um i don't know i've just been thinking a lot about that like how we don't no one really addresses that like i feel like people are like this is what it means to be healthy but i feel like you know i think there's just simple things you could do like moderation or like just trying to pick the better option I don't know
3: totally do
0: you want
3: to sure um I feel like I've, I've had to think about like the first time I thought about healthy eating was important to me and I I'm pretty sure it was when I finished junior high and I was a heavier kid and um I had a crush on this boy Hmm.
0: And where's this boy now? Long. <laughs> long <time. laughs>
3: um, uh, and it was the last day, you know and, and it was about to be summer. I had to tell him my feelings. And so I did. Oh my God. And so precious. This actually wasn't from him. It's like some stupid boys got in the middle of me hmm. sending this message to him. And intercepted it and responded to me at him. So no ill feelings on the boy I liked. Mm -hmm. But I got the message back, the folded up paper back saying, sorry, Amy, you're too fat. (gasps) Oh my God, I'm going to
1: beat someone up. (laughs) And
3: I like it. No one ever called me that. Like I knew I was a heavier kid. I knew I carried my baby weight a little longer than everybody else. But no one ever told me I was fat, so he mm. that was the first time I was told I was fat, and, like, he wrote it in, like, big letters on the paper. I yeah, I don't That's know where that kid so is. so mean <laughs> So, you know, like, I was pretty upset about it, and then, yeah. you know, summer went on, um, and so, I, you know, you don't do anything during the summer, and, like, my dad worked the night shift, and when he would come home, he would think about... My daughter's home, she needs to eat, I'm her father, I should provide for her. So he would bring home Popeyes, Po' Boy sandwiches, and French fries. Mm -hmm. Because they were cheap and delicious and on the way home. And I love
2: them. I (laughs) love them too! (laughs) They were so good.
3: And, you know, at the time it was probably like $3. And I was like, the perfect thing, but, you know, it's like I was eating those, and I I knew my dad loved seeing me happy eating it, but then being called fat... That's when I knew, like, well, this is not.
1: Did you tell them you got caught that? Did you no, tell them- no.
3: I, it's like, so I realized this is not going to change anything. So I told my dad, like, you know, I really love it. Like, I love the bow boys, but I don't want you to buy them for me anymore. And, like, oh, I could tell my dad was like, what? are they not good? Like, I just, I just want to make sure you're fed while you're home. And I was like, no, that's not that. I'm just trying to skinny and that was another thing that my dad was like
1: skinny why <laughs> that's so sweet I feel like it's the opposite of my family
3: <laughs> but yeah after that that's when I like really thought about mm. eating more vegetables and and it's like my we'll talk about it more later but like my relationship with food and like healthy food really went up and down and that wasn't oh, yeah. the first part of it like early on until now it's really up and down so oh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I so, feel like the, I feel the same with you because I I I was fat growing up, so, um, uh, and like in my family, like you know this. The, mm-hmm. My nickname in my family is Wola, um which in Spanish means "ball" because I was a fat little kid. I was called watermelon right? <laughs> because they're freaking and round. Uh, <laughs> I was called Morty, which uh, just means so fatty. <laughs> and so I have always like been thinking about this because yeah, so like I basically grew up being called fat, um, Mm -hmm. and I just, like, so, I so normalized it that I was like, oh, this is me, right? Yeah, this is how I am. exactly. And then, um, when I was, like, like, fifth grade, like, yeah, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I started, like, I taught myself how to bake. Like, I remember I would go with my, my dad or with my mom to H-E-B, and I'd go to, like, the, the, um, prepackaged, um, baking aisle, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, the, Betty like the Crocker. Cake, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I would just, like, look at all the cakes and all the, like, <laughs> the cookies. And I would be like, Ooh, which one do I want to make today? Uh, and that was, like, always, like, my cheer. I remember, like, I would, um, like, go home. I think it was, like, like, for, like, some, like, if they were, like, showing something, like, important on TV that day. I would go to each, I would like make a treat, right, and then watch it like, if it was like the MTV VMAs, right, if it was like the VMAs, I'd be like, oh, what kind of treat am I going to make to watch the VMAs, (laughs) Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I like started, That's I guess that's how I started like to like learn how to cook and how to bake on my own, um, because uh, at the time, my parents were working full time, they were working like very like, Um, off hours where they would like do sometimes night shifts, um, day shifts or whatever. So there was never like a set schedule with them. Um, and so I like essentially had to like teach myself how, myself how to cook, um, based on what was like available in the, in the pantry or in the refrigerator. Um, but then I would get my, my choice of what dessert I wanted to make that day um, via cooking desserts, um, and so that's, yeah, I essentially, like, learned how to cook and how to bake because of that, uh, and then, um, and then because of that, I, like, became the person in my family who would, like, make the desserts for, like, Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for, like, any holiday gathering, and then that became, like, my title for a couple of years, um, and then, um, I guess in high school, like, I guess that transition from middle school to high school, I think everybody goes through that, um, but that was when I, like, realized, like, whoa, like, I'm actually fat, um, and, like, I'm overweight, and, and this is not good for me, and I think that was more, yeah, like, more of a conscious thing on myself, um, um, uh, that I wanted to, like, improve on, and that was around the same time that I also started taking up on running, in, in, like, my freshman year, sophomore year of high school was when I was like, okay, let me try running, um, and I enjoyed running, and so then I enjoyed, That wasn't really when I started, like, eating healthy. It was more when I made the decision not to eat, like, carbonated drinks. Not to drink carbonated drinks. So, like, um, Sprite and Mm Coke and and stuff like that. Like, that was when I was like, you know, like, I can stop on that. And then over the years, I just, like, gradually have come to more knowledge about eating healthy. And I think through Texas Mm 4,000,
2: it helped a lot
0: with my nutrition. For sure, Because then by that point, I spent 4,000, like, I was really good with the night running. I like learned a lot about running with, by myself, but it wasn't. I really didn't learn anything about nutrition up until Texas four thousand. Yeah. Um, and so I go on to say, like post T four K, um, that's when I like become more conscious and self aware of like half my physical activity and my nutrition. Um, and then, like you like you said, it fluctuates, right? Yeah. Times I was gonna when, like, say, and, months, like you know, we
1: I think like we all we really love food and mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Like We'll go to Walk mm-hmm. and Express yeah. and eat the whole. Yeah.
0: Curry fried rice. <laughs> so good. I learned about it from you. I and know so, it so, yeah, and I'm, like... So, like, the way, like, I, like, come to, like, think about things is, like, it's okay if you eat that, like... Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, there's no shame in eating... moderation. Yeah. But I
1: feel like it's, it's hard because food is such, like, a mental thing, too, because it's, like, you want to enjoy it, but then society is, like, you shouldn't be enjoying this. Like, you're, like, a fat monster, and so mm-hmm. it's, like... Um, if you, I don't know. I feel like people, I like people can think about it and get in their head and like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I, I feel like other people too. It's like they think like, oh, I'm fat and I have to be this way. And then you know, because I feel like it's really hard to be healthy. And if you're trying to lose weight, I feel like that's really hard. Yeah. Just depending on your body and like, I feel like it's harder if you're a woman because your hormones and shit. Yeah. And, like.
0: Yeah. So that's me. That I, I was, like, I was gonna ask next. Or like we can discuss is like the. Social determinants of health, like so, I work within nonprofit um, health advocacy work, um, and we always talk about the like social determinants of health, right? That people like blame like minority populations or uh, like colored populations uh, that it's their fault that they're obese or that they have high obesity levels. When really, I, in reality, like the diet and nutrition is such, um, it's a significant and important piece, but it's not like the big piece in the entire wheel. Uh, because we we have to like understand that there are so many factors um, or what we call social determinants um, that affect the health of, of our families and our, our communities. Um, and so like for example like like i like my major social determinant of health was like yeah like growing up in with my family my parents um, working in, like various like mm-hmm. those those weird shift hours right and me having to learn how to cook and then the, or me. Or my parents taking me to to, to get fast food, right? So yeah. those are kind of like time, right? Mom, money, like, because, uh, you know, convenience, convenience, convenience right? Yeah. That kind of stuff is like very, like, we have to, like, realize, like, these are big factors that affect health. Mm-hmm. Um, stress, like you were saying, and women, mm-hmm. like, um, hormones, like that, all that kind of stuff like really affects the way our health is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to share anything or
1: Yeah, sure. So I think, uh, yeah, so like, well, my, it's very interesting because I feel like my childhood, like, when my mom and I went out together, my grandma was there and she cooked for us every single meal from scratch, always in new food. And I didn't even know that I was eating so well. Like, um, I remember like I would take lunch to school and I got bullied so badly because they're like oh my god you're eating like smelly food like what are you eating and now I laugh when I think back on that because now I feel like Indian food is like all the rage like people are like oh my god I love Indian food and I'm like okay what were you when I was like five years old yeah they're so mean smells good now I know <laughs> and then um, so I didn't even know we were so well fed and we had like fresh food because like Indian food is just like veggies right like pretty much just roasted together whatever um and then when my parents got divorced and my mom had to work like three jobs and then we got put on food stamps and then like I had I was just cooking like Kraft macaroni cheese every night like um, and then I know, I remember I used to cook for my, my brother and my sister too. And of mostly I would just like make them or like pour them cereal. Right. But like, it was like a big, like test day, like, you know, like tax or something like yeah. that. I was like, okay, I, I would get up extra early and then make them like pancake. Uh-huh. From- <laughs> 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 no. um, but, and again, like I we didn't know we were eating bad. It was just like, and then for food stamps, right? Like you have a certain amount for a month. And yeah. my mom was like, we do four people. And like we're growing kids, like my brother was so ravenous, like he would eat everything. And like I feel like it was it was really hard, like and I feel like no one thinks about that. Like, you know, like it's easy to point the finger and like, oh, like you're fat, you're obese, like you put yourself in this, but like I feel like no one thinks about like just like racism can be systemic, I feel like that is just like another factor and layer, like, you know. Um I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So talking, I'm glad that you brought up the point of food stamps because I mm. I told you I, did I share a link with you or, or I just told you um, about what about the oh yeah, yeah yeah how so they're trying to pass it if you're aware of this. But um, so um, I think it was like it was in the news like a couple weeks ago. But essentially the 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 current administration suggested that uh, we. We move away from the like debit card based um, food stamps towards a meal box um, care package that would be delivered to your home um, uh, in lieu of a debit card, right? Mm-hmm. So families would receive um, uh, a box, a, a package box of of, of food mm-hmm. that was pre- predetermined um, by. Um,
2: Probably not like by them by, by the
0: government, right? Mm-hmm. And all and it was like um essentially like bad process food, right? Yeah like um like yeah like I guess like
1: non perishable non perishable yeah.
0: foods like no like fresh box, produce yeah. right like yeah you just get up get it in the box right yeah and so like that like speaks to like how um this this our food system is 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 racially biased, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's racist, essentially, is that, um, uh... Yeah,
1: because mostly minorities are using, like, these government-assisted mm-hmm. programs. And then
0: they say, like, oh, well, it's obviously that they enjoy these foods because this is what they buy. They're this buying is, You know, this. the report or data shows that, that they are buying these processed foods with their food stamps, so there's like, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, um... Uh, yeah, convenience or social determinants that cause them, or you know, it's cheaper to buy like.
1: Yeah, that's rice what my mom was like, like. I'm herbs. gonna buy this 12 pack of like Doritos rather mm-hmm. than spend.
0: I don't know. So much money you know, like, on yeah, or like organic. Yeah, organic. Yeah, uh-huh. like it just like yeah.
1: mm-hmm. you. She had to like stretch her money, and I don't know. I feel yeah. like no one that's, thinks about that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because yeah, because you're when, poor, when you're you want to
1: eat like shit. Yeah, like, when after.
0: you're when you're poor. And you have to like um, stretch your money. Like you have to think about okay, where can I, where can I um, get the stretch my money, bank. right? Yeah, yeah, get the most bank and it's with usually within mm-hmm. these processed foods, and a lot of like companies, like I guess like the Pepsi Company or Coca Cola Company or or like these like candy companies, they um, they uh, advocate or they what is it called the the people who um,
2: Yes, they have lobbyists who talk Mm, to Congress,
0: to um, Mm -hmm. our representatives about, um, like for food stamps, for example, every year, um, every um, legislative session, there's uh, the food bill the foreign bill actually mm-hmm. it's called the foreign bill mm-hmm. um which is essentially the food bill because it, it impacts everything that is about our food systems and how we eat um and that talks about um, what's eligible for food for food stamps right yeah. and so the big these big companies they hire lobbyists to talk to our representatives representatives so that they can they can be ensured that their product is within um, the qualifications of food stamps um so yeah that's how system works within food systems. Yeah. it's always
3: a systemic problem. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: always. Uh, so yeah. So uh, Amy, I was, I guess, I you Gil have talked about this, but I've always been curious about how you came to this like direction towards nutrition and and, um, and yeah, your change of career to becoming a nutritionist.
3: Yeah. Um. Well, it's definitely morphed. When I, I first thought about being a nutritionist when I went to college, um, and it, it was, you know, I came in and graduated as a comm major, but I had met some girl who said she was studying nutrition. And I guess that was the first time I thought I heard that was a major. I did not know mm-hmm. that registered dietitians existed at that time. Oh, yeah. uh, and I looked it up, and it, it was really cool, and I probably questioned my major the whole time. And then by the end of college, when I started to seriously think about it, I decided not to because I just wanted to graduate. Yeah. Um, but I wanted, like when, when the seed was first planted, I wanted to be a dietitian because I had lost on my baby weight and I learned about food and it was all very interesting to me and I, I really liked it. You know, it was that, that thing I thought about when I didn't want to do any of my homework or like when I didn't want to pay attention in class food and 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 like healthy food and how it works on your body and the effect of of things just that's what I thought about um but lately it's more morphed into the desire to um more like you know work more on a systemic level of food not just preparing food or or like meal planning for people or, or helping people learn how to grocery shop. But, you know, I think about working on a university campus in the dining hall. And when we're, we've got all these active minds in front of us and all these interesting creatures that are college students coming in that are ready to absorb things. And I just think like, you know, what's, what's something that they all go to the dining hall. And I think that would be a, a great way to disseminate information in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, introducing them to other types of food, mm-hmm. um, food from other cultures, mm-hmm. things that they could try and eat and like, and not think of it as unhealthy. Like not always thinking of Mexican food as unhealthy food or not always thinking of, of all Asian food being Chinese food. Um, learning the different types of things like that, and having an effect that way,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I think that kind of bleeds into public health as a as a subject too, because I mean, obesity is a public health issue; it's mm-hmm. <laughs> is a serious one, and it all stems from a lack of education on how to feed yourself or or how to pick food. Um, so that's that's really how I got. Into really taking this whole dietitian track seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I'm curious to you know about um, you mentioned how like you know me- like some Mexican can sometimes is mostly seen as bad food or or like our specific cultures and our specific um, yeah food within our own cultures and how how you think. Um, the rest of American society perceives your food. You mentioned that now, like you know, it's the it's what what's in it's like the Indian food, mm-hmm, yeah. and, all right? Um, and so yeah, if you want to if we can expand more about your perception on on your own cultural foods, um, and maybe like how do you how much of of your own cultural foods do you incorporate in your own like daily um, meals. Uh, and how it's perceived, how you think it's perceived by greater American culture and society.
2: Mm.
3: When it comes to Vietnamese food, some, like, some people can really confuse me. Um, Vietnamese food is generally healthy. There's mm. lots of vegetables. So I've never not liked vegetables. Even as a kid, they were always on the table. There was steamed rice and there was some side of, some type of protein that was typically either fish or tofu. Um so Vietnamese food is generally healthy. Um and then in this, like I guess in the blind spots in my life, everyone just thought all Asian food was Chinese. But there are specific differences. Stuff does bleed over, but there are differences. Mm-hmm. Um But I see people not wanting to eat a bowl of fried rice, for example. Or, or not choose Chinese food, but uh, a bowl of rice noodles with pickled vegetables um, and and fish or something, or tofu, exactly what I would eat before. Like, suddenly that's like a, a health craze. Suddenly it's a trendy food to eat. And sometimes I see people seeing as a status symbol, like, look at me eating
2: Vietnamese
3: food, <laughs> that, that I'm just like... I, that's cool and all. I'm so glad you're eating it. Um, but it's something I've eaten all my life, and I'm kind of confused by why you think it's so cool.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: um, that, that's how I, I see it. And it's like even, with, um, like even with like, Mexican food, for example, a lot of healthy food blogs create grain bowls or mm-hmm. they create mm-hmm. some sort of quinoa-based veggie bowl. And then they make it a Mexican grain bowl by adding black beans, yeah. and corn, and salsa, <laughs> avocado. And yeah. right? I essentially just had that for
0: yeah. a
3: Right, so it's like it's it's just it's like it just confuses me a lot because you know I I love Vietnamese food so much, and I I also love experiencing other cultures' food in in its purity as, as close as I can get it to, I guess. And then everybody's, like, health-fying things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I I feel the same way about Indian food. So, like, again, like, growing up, we always ate Indian food. And I loved Indian food. I feel like my brother and my sister were always like, oh, no, not again. But, like, I love – and even to this day, like, if I could only eat Indian food, I would. But only, like, if, like, my family made it. Like, I don't really like eating Indian food out because, like – i i feel like it's kind of the opposite i feel like they make it really unhealthy like they make it i guess you have to mass produce it so they make it so oily so greasy and like obviously like you use oil like when you're cooking but it's just like i can i can see the oil and taste the oil and like i don't know i just like i feel like it hasn't translated well like i don't know i people always ask like what's my favorite indian restaurant i have like it's really hard to answer because I don't know.
0: You get the um, direction to your, uh, to your family's house. Oh, well, I know.
2: Uh, I'm like, to we,
1: to your, meet my mom's. and my house. grandma's who, Yeah, I honestly, side so note, like, I have tried to convince my grandma to come to Austin to open up an Indian food truck because I'm like, we would make so much money because it's so good. Um, so, again, going from when I was little and people like, ew, that's so disgusting. Like, what the hell? Like, it, I feel like Indian food isn't, like, really beautiful. Like, it doesn't look appealing. Um, but it tastes so good. But um and now people are like, oh my god, I love Indian food, I love Indian food, and I and it's it's so interesting because like they have this like really processed uh you know, like i t- I don't know, like kind of gross Indian food version, like from the Indian restaurants, and I'm like, man, like if you could have my like home cooked cooking, like I feel like it'd be so much better. Like I thought like people don't even know what they're missing. Um, and then even like what you were saying like not all Asian food is the same it's the same with Indian food like there's like South Indian cuisine and, and there's North Indian cuisine like where my family is from and so I feel like I, even I don't like I only know like when my family cooks like there's a lot of things that I don't even know you know and like and my family's not like big meat eaters so it's hard for me to be like oh this is good whatever because I don't know what it's supposed to taste like with chicken or lamb or anything yeah. um, but what, what you were saying is like how much do you eat it and I feel like um, Any food's pretty easy to make, um, so I, I think I make it pretty regularly. I have an instant pot now, and so it's so easy <laughs> to cook. Yeah, so
3: good. I too, because of my instant pot, yeah. eat Vietnamese food pretty regularly. Yeah, it's because,
1: so it's so nice. Yeah, like, it's, um, but it does take a lot of time. I don't know about Vietnamese food, but whenever make broth. Yeah, and then I'm like, and I have so much help, right? Like, I'll buy a, like pre-chopped ginger and garlic because I hate doing that yeah. so much. Um, and it's
3: in like every dish. Yeah, it's in every dish. So but my you have grandma
1: to have a literally does this from scratch two times a day, and like I don't know, and like um, so we make roti. we are not that big rice eaters, like we mostly eat roti which is like wheat based tortillas or whatever and like she rolls the dough makes the roti from scratch and like I can make two for myself and it's gonna be like it take me an hour like to make the dough <laughs> like, you no know, it takes so long And I'm always thinking I'm, like she cooks for like 20 people every day like three times a day like it's hard work and I think like no one appreciates my grandma's cooking except me. When I was there last time which was on last September um, she cooked my favorite thing which is gobi which is cauliflower and then I was like oh, well, this is so good and I went up and I gave her a hug she's like oh my god I'm so happy you're Aww. happy and then next second my uncle comes and he's like it wasn't that good Aww. and then I know I wanted to punch him in the face and then she's like yeah it, I, I know what you mean and she just with him and Aww, I'm like oh my no. god I'm just like these people are tearing you apart like they were <laughs> they we were like, like it's so mad." because she cooks so well and she I mean obviously she's been doing it for like 60, 70 years and like I feel like no one appreciates it and so I feel like Indian new food is really healthy but I think what gets like my family because I feel like Everyone that came from India has gotten pretty big, but it's because of all the processed American snacks mm-hmm. that, you know. So I feel like it's not the Indian food because everyone's so skinny in India and pretty healthy. And they, they, we're farmers in India, so we're always outside walking around and doing shit. And I feel like coming to America has really taken toll on my family's mm-hmm. health. And, no, Yeah,
0: um, that's such a good point because that's what we're talking about right now um, in my work is in May we're trying to do like this big community – like. Uh, resident um, conference, or, or we're trying to gather like all the residents that we work with um, to do like a more um, bigger conversation around health issues, right? And mm-hmm. I'm because of my position, like in charge or, or overseeing or, or or coming up with ideas for the food sector side. And so that's something that I wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. um, um, have shape the conversation around the connection we have with food. Uh, in our home countries and, mm-hmm. and how many of us are are farmers and um, mm-hmm. and how yeah it's really, really like it's not the food that's healthy that's unhealthy it's coming here, here yeah, and exactly. the, those those you know coming here yeah. being poor like having mm-hmm. all having to stretch your money mm-hmm. and having to therefore make those decisions of buying yeah, processed exactly. foods mm-hmm. right and, mm-hmm. and going for the cheaper route and the more the less healthier route. Or, um, whereas, like, you know, in our home countries, it's, it's, my, um, like, you know, we come from people of, of families of farm, like, our ancestors mm-hmm. were farmers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in that video that we were talk- we watched earlier, we talked about, you know, like, there's a complete food system that came over before, mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: Columbus came and, and, and colonization happened, right? And so, I always think about, like, how, like, I always see, like, things about, like, decolonize your diet, uh, I don't know, Have you seen no, that? It's no. like on, like on Facebook. I always like see articles about like decolonize your diet, right? And it's like talks about like eat mostly mostly of like the um, ingredients or, or or foods that your your ancestors ate and or like grew mm-hmm. themselves, right? Um, and so I've always thought about that. Um, yeah. Because yeah. like I was of me when I cook or when I meal prep, I hardly incorporate like Mexican food.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If I were to make like, meal prep, I don't. I've never done that before, mm-hmm. but I feel like I—it'd be hard to cook like Indian food. Yeah. I know mine
3: would have quinoa and, yeah, <laughs> you know stuff. I just shat on
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's oh, yeah. like yeah and and so like even like with like Mexican food it's like really hard because living in Texas there's Tex-Mex right yeah. That's yeah. The dominant. and that's like where all this process yeah food exactly. comes from right this is you know we, there's cheese and basically yeah. every dish Mexican Tex-Mex yeah, dish yeah. um the tortillas right they're mm-hmm. highly processed tortillas mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. uh, me for one like I I kind of have like a a system of how I prefer tortillas. Like at the bottom is like um, processed corn tortillas, um, and then I like process, and then it's like processed flour tortillas, mm-hmm. and then at the top is like homemade um, from scratch um, corn tortillas. Like mm-hmm. those are so good. Uh, it's like my favorite thing. Every time I get in Mexico, i like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll eat. So and good. so. So, yeah, so I think about, like, yeah, like, how essentially it's not our our culture's food that's unhealthy, but the way that it has been shaped in this country on, mm-hmm. on yeah. that, yes. it's your, your cultural yeah. food that's unhealthy, and really it's not. Yeah. Because um, I remember when I did my interview for this job, I was talking about that, and I was talking about, you know, like, in, in a lot yeah. of our Mexican food, it's like, we're, it's, we're frying things, and that becomes really unhealthy, and my... Person, the person who's my director now was like, well, no, I want to cut you off there. I was like, fuck, I just got... I didn't get a job. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, we, no reality, it's, like, not as, fast, as processed as people think it is. Um, yeah, exactly. And now, like, being a job a year into this job, like, I'm, like, really coming to a about, you know, our how our cultural foods really are not that, are unhealthy. really not unhealthy. They're mm-hmm. really healthy. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it has been translated it's been translated yeah. for the masses <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. You're
1: right and that's with everything right like if you if if everyone had the time the money the space to like farm their own stuff like have raised their own chickens and milk mm-hmm. their own cows like we'd be much better off but we can't do that but like that so we need to find the balance of having everyone have access but not like pumping everything with all these hormones and shit or like processing everything so much. Like there has to be something better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like we always read around about like big businesses, big pharma, big corporations. And I feel like, you know, like those companies don't care about us. And I'm like, why? Like we are a person just like you. Like, why doesn't like, I feel like there's not that empathy there that they're like, Oh, like this poor person is going to drink this Coke and this could be, killing them like no one cares right oh, you
0: know by the way but have you seen uh I, don't know, I i it like pops up on the commercials like when i'm when i'm watching like, something on hulu but there's like the coke ad i think it's a coke ad when they're like uh i guess like coke is like realizing that people are like eating try, trying to eat more healthy or like drink less oh because they made
1: the, di- the different flavors of diet coke
0: no oh. it's like uh it's like some bullshit um commercial about um yeah, like we know, like eating healthy is is good and smart for you, but you know, like you can always go for a oh, coke. I know like, what you're talking about. Know, like, you it? It's such a bullshit yes. commercial. And, uh,
3: like there's there's a few of them. Yeah, and one of them has a girl, and she's like, "Do what you want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. don't do that. <laughs> you know,
0: like, you know, like, uh, like you know, we like we know that you're going for that healthy route, but like you know, you want a Coke, like, you yeah. know, like, it's don't feel guilty want. about drinking yeah. a Coke. And I'm like, you can't believe that. me that. Yeah, <laughs> I know,
3: I know. The, okay, so, so, may, I don't know if y'all would be interested in, in this, but there is a, like, a docu-series on Netflix called Rotten. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. heard. And it is all about the the business Businesses. of food in America and all the, the crap that goes on behind getting as much food into America as possible for the lowest price, um, like just as an as an example, the first episode is about bees, and how honey consumption in America has gone up, but bee production of honey has gone down. So like,
1: oh my what's God. going
3: on there?
1: Say my honey. consumption of
0: honey has, gone know, honey has got way up so and that, I like really got into teas. It's so,
3: <laughs> so like basically well, watch out what's I, your I, honey. I you got to get local honey. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're good. You're mm-hmm. good. The ingredients those who are not consuming local honey are likely consuming not honey. Mm-hmm. Um, but and there's oh so much more behind that. There's like homeland security issues behind honey. Then it goes into bees are not being used for honey. That is not their main function in America anymore. It's for pollination. So farmers are shipping their bees all over the country to pollinate Three. almond trees
2: because oh.
3: people love almond milk, and they need their trees to be producing almond all, almonds all year round. Um, and then there's just it 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 goes into Poor that piece. chickens oh, raw Poor milk chicken. um, garlic garlic y'all. Mm. Don't eat garlic from China, but um, you know. I don't it, know
1: if it's from China.
3: The whole thing is about. <laughs> if we're going to China. <laughs> don't eat any garlic, y'all. But yeah, the whole thing is about how like. So. It's great. it was food. Food is a and eating is a human essential function. We have function, to. Yeah. But it turned into a business, and it got real messy. It's real messy in America. It's called rotten. Right. But then,
0: but then they flip
1: it. it and they're like, but it's your problem that you're obese. Yeah. Yes. It's your sick, even though we made it into this huge business. Um, and then they take all our money from the pharmacies and like yes. the doctors, yes. you know, it's like, not a win-win. Mm-hmm. But speak uh what you were talking about reminded me of I saw this uh Indian comedian, um, I think it's a Netflix special, but uh he said the first time he came to America he went to a grocery store and he was like amazed. Like first of all, a grocery store, right? Because like in a India supermarket. T- yeah, yeah, like a supermarket. Because in India you just go like to market and mm-hmm. it's just like kind of like a farmer's market, just like produce and stuff. And he's like, You guys have a whole aisle for cereal. A <laughs> no, whole aisle I for I what you're about yeah. And then when he said that I was like, oh my god, like it is really weird that we have this one place we go to and it has like thousands and thousands of shit that we can buy. Like mm-hmm. that's just so bizarre. Like mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I wanna like when I think about my parents preparing food for us, um they definitely had their local Vietnamese market.
1: Oh yeah, we were good friends, friends with, with the stores. owners
3: they got all their meat there and most of their vegetables that you typically can't find inside of HB. Um, And so like, yeah, it's like, I feel like my parents were just trying to find familiar, familiarity, Mm -hmm. but they were also like doing their part to like, make sure the Vietnamese food they prepared for us was still Vietnamese. Oh, yeah. Prepared with, Vietnamese ingredients and things like that. So, like, did your parents, y'all's parents?
1: No, food? yeah, go shopping is so it's such a sport in my family. Like, <laughs> um, so not really because it's like me, my brother, my sister, and my stepdad here. But um, in where my dad lives, it's like again like 15 to 20 people at any time so it's like every Saturday you're gonna go grocery shopping and then you wake up and you go they don't have HDB so they go to their local like whatever store then they go to Costco to get like because they had to buy like 20 gallons of milk or whatever <laughs> um and then they go to like an Indian store and then maybe to sometimes a different store too just in case yeah. and then all week long my, mom, my grandma's looking at the papers to see what's cheapest and stuff like that and like um she'll be like oh look at the dollar store cauliflower is cheap like we gotta go get there just to get cauliflower like It's, like, such an event, and, like, you know, like, they, they, like, know what they need, and they, they, like, do whatever it takes to, like, get that food, because they're not going to, like, compromise on taste or anything, like,
0: How is, um, because I, I know, like, me now, being 20, 20, something uh, who's more conscious about eating healthy, like when I go back home, like I I know that I'm gonna go home and eat a lot of Mexican food. Yeah. But I also know that I'm gonna eat a lot of Mexican food. <laughs> I know, but it's so um, <laughs> And so like I try to balance like when I'm home, try to balance the amount of, of food that I, I that I eat of like my mom's homemade cooking, or or we'll go to like the Mexican restaurants in Corpus um, with either going to the gym or running or um, trying to eat healthy when I can in Corpus. Um, or, like, trying to bring, like, a healthy, um, item to family holidays, right? Um, and so it's always been a struggle for me now that I'm, like, at this point to, like, wanting to, not convert, but, like, have the rest of my family see the importance of eating healthy. Um, and, and, I mean, I credit my mom so much because my mom, within the past 10 years, essentially, has made, like, a has made a huge change of direction of how she also eats herself, and and um, but before she was also very uh, large, but she's now like lost a lot of weight. Oh yeah, she's um, tiny. Um, and she is very conscious about how the way she eats. And my dad has always been naturally skinny. Like uh, he, yeah. he's, just, he's just like one of those naturally skinny <laughs> people. i <I'm like>, oh. <laughs> um, And so my dad doesn't really look like, at the way, doesn't really pay attention to to how he eats, but my mom does. Um, uh, and so she, every time like I go home, like she she's always very conscious, and very aware. She like makes meals for like my family, but then she'll make like something healthy for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, or yeah, she'll like incorporate like cactus or, or lentils mm-hmm. or, or um, uh, yeah into her her meals or. or uh, and so, so yeah, so I've always looked up to her like that as like this person who's really conscious about how she eats and how she consumes but then I see how like when she's with my, my youngest niece she like I think she's before she was really bad about it but now she's also coming to terms she's she's also diabetic too mm-hmm. and she's come to terms I think she's at that point in her life where she probably has already met like a nutritionist and they told mm-hmm. her you know you have to eat this you way right and she has also like taken,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, um her own agency around the way she eats but just like people like me like you know mm-hmm. she'll, she'll, she'll get Fast food every now and then. Her dad will take her to get fast food, and and so like I, I see her and I see my mom and my mom knows that she loves pancakes, right? And so she'll make her pancakes mm. when she's home um, um, when she stays the night there. Yeah. Um, and so my mom is very easy to give in to like the desires of my family and their way of eating. Um, but then she's always very good to come back and bounce back to like her way of eating and her her choosing to to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. <laughs> Uh, last time my family was in town a while like last fall like my big family was in town um, I was like, thinking of places to take them to eat and I usually take them to like typical restaurants that they like the next restaurants I like to go they like to come here um, which can be very greasy um and so this time I was like you know like it's a big it's a big um it's a lot of people like I have to think about like they're not gonna see 20 people like uh, it's gonna take us a while to so like think of like more um Places that it's friendly for a big party, so I decided to take him to Central Market, uh, and my sister almost killed me. She was like, "I do not like any of the food uh, on this." Uh, I was like, uh, so stressed out, and I was like, "You are stressed." I just like to listen, like straight up, like you're stressing me out, like. Uh, and but there's
1: like, pizza there.
0: <laughs> I know, but she like she just wanted her like her oh. Mexican oh. food yeah. that she loves to get when she's here in Austin. Uh, and so I, like, I try, I tried doing something nice for them. I was like, like y'all, like like let's try something new, like let's let's go eat this, and it was just blew up in my face. <laughs> and then it was like my my nephews who are like. Um, pre-teens high, um, high schoolers like they ate like their burgers and pizza and they were happy they were like we don't care we ate. Uh, but my siblings were like mm, we'll just get tacos after this <laughs> uh, so yeah so that's like my current battle right now with my family is um not, yeah, like I said, not converting the way they eat, but, you know, letting Balancing them know. Bal- like, having a balance, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I do see, like, them... They, I mean, I'm not going to, like, discredit all of them and say, like, they're all eat healthy because I do notice that they, they do eat healthy in their own way. But there's always that
1: fluctuation, yeah. Yeah. and it's more
0: fluctuation towards eating that rather than eating healthy.
1: hmm Yeah. hmm I feel like... So I feel like... Because when... I, when I got diabetes, I felt like I was a really good influence like, on my mom, my brother, my sister. I feel like we do a pretty good job of, like, eating healthy. Um, but, like, my dad's side of the family, again, like, it's always been a struggle because, again, growing up, everyone always called me mortal, like, so fatty. Like, since I was a little kid, or uh, it's, like, so everyone, I just, like, I was just the fat one or whatever. And, but it's just, like, going back to, like, relationship with food, like, that's just, like, I guess how me and my grandma connect, like because she cooks so well, and I like really appreciated it. So, and especially after my parents got divorced, like she'd be like, "You're fat," but then she would like feed me so much. And my grandma, like again, she's not educated, and, like so she doesn't understand that I don't eat Indian food every day. She's like, "Oh my God, like how are you not dead? Like how can you not?" Like she just thinks that that's all there is to eat. She's like, "I don't know how people eat this bread." Like, if you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh "I a sandwich, yeah,", she's like, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, and so when I see her, she. She, like, even if I was like, no, I don't want it, she forces me to eat it. Because she's like, I know you're not going to have this. And I don't really see her that often. I see her, like, every couple of years. And same thing, if I go to India, for sure I'm going to gain, like, 20 pounds. Because they're like, no, you never come here. And they force me everything. Um, So, and it's so it's always hard for me because I feel guilty but then I feel like really loved with that food I'm like oh like they she cares about me she cooks really well for me and like I I think we talked about this in a, a past episode just like I don't feel like I have enough that much time with my grandmother left you know so I feel like this is her way of being like I love you and like you know like all my cooking I know is from her um and so Whenever I cook now, like, I always think of her, and, like, if I'm, like, oh, I don't know how to make this dish, I'll call her up and ask for ingredients. So, I feel like we have this, like, relationship with food that isn't necessarily healthy, but, like, I really love it. It's and I, Yeah, it's, like, personal, and I... So, then, like, you know, for those things, I'm, like, okay, fine, like, I'll eat that extra tortilla or something like that, just because I'm, like, I'm not going to have this, and, like, mm. it's fine, like, you know. My sugar will be a little high for a little bit, but it's, you know, like, I feel like it's it it would take too much to like crush her soul and be like, No, like I have to eat healthy, like I can't, you know, and like yeah. she's just trying to do something nice and like this is her way, like she this is all she knows how to do, you know? And so, okay. um yeah, it's really interesting. Cause like we well, have yeah, with my mom, we go home, we eat pretty healthy, but like those there'll be those times like everyone's at home, so it's like five, six people and she's like, We're just gonna order a pizza. And I'm like, what we'll is order a pizza? Like, I feel like for us food is more like out of convenience and like you know as we're as we're getting older it's like learning to be more healthy about it but like with my grandma and like food it's more about like love and like I feel like her like that's like her job I guess right like she that's she dropped out of school when she was like second grade and like that's all she's been doing is like cooking cleaning for everyone raising everyone's kids and so I feel like that's her way to like show love and then it's kind of discouraging to me because when I cook I'm like this is not that good <laughs> like um I feel like my like ultimate dream is to take like six months to a year off and like take my grandma back to India and like have her like really like teach me everything and I'm like I can like document it because right now it's just like word of mouth and like yeah. me watching her a million times but um yeah you should do that I know I really want to <laughs> but I'm like I don't know when to take that time off and like she probably be like because she worries like me and her are very similar because we worry a lot and so she'd be like oh my god you're not gonna make money for this long what the hell like you know, um, she's very she's a worry like she worries a lot so.
0: Mm-hmm. I see though I see your relationship with your with your grandma like how I see my my youngest niece with my mom oh yeah like they're mm-hmm. super close and, yeah and she yeah I think also like when she, my niece was diagnosed with diabetes like that also affected my mom too, a lot too yeah and she also is like. Has become even more healthy cooking yeah. because uh, my niece is always with my mom. Like yeah. she's, she's basically her, 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 another child for her. I know. Uh, I, I can
1: see my, my grandma's more conscious. So instead of just putting two rotis on my plate, she's like, Do you want just one or do you want two? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I feel like, because like, again, my family's not educated. So when I got diagnosed, they were like, You're so young, you're not like, really big like you don't eat super unhealthy so they're really confused and like I know there's two types yeah they know there are two types and they're so confused so like if they see me eating ice cream they're like oh my god like why are you eating that like you shouldn't be eating that but they don't understand like if i eat the tortilla it's the same thing like i have to give myself insulin no matter what and like and i feel like it'd be different if i grew up with them i feel like they'd be more conscious but like i only see them like maybe once a year maybe once every other year so it's like it's like hard for them to know like how to navigate through that and um but I like I know my grandma like she tries more instead of just force feeding me she'd be like do you want this but it's really hard in Indian culture because when we go to a guest house it's really rude not to eat and drink their stuff and normally when you first arrive they just give you soda and I'm like that's like the number one thing that I'm like I cannot like I feel so terrible like you know and then my grandma's like just drink it to not be rude but I'm like no then I'm gonna feel so bad like it's it's been so hard um and they give you all these sweets and stuff, and I'm like, it's, it, that's been, like, the biggest struggle. <laughs> but it, I know it's, like, out of love. They just... And I I can understand that they just don't understand.
0: Do you have anything else you want to share? I <laughs> we're, we're nearing the end of our conversation. I know. Been, it's been a really good conversation. Thanks, Amy, for sharing. Oh, happy to be here. I
3: yeah. love talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's so it, It's so fun hearing about food from... From y'all's perspective and y'all's culture, because I think there are many similarities when yeah. the three of us are from very distinct cultures people, yeah. and backgrounds, but like, you know, we we all like went up to defend our culture's food, saying it's not unhealthy, it actually is, and there's this misconception out there, and the way food taught us to cook for ourselves. Um it you know it was really cool hearing all stories. I I mostly you know think about my own. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah, think about yeah.
1: others. What about uh like because I feel like when I like you're in Ross's relationship like food is a big component too. Like mm, yeah. yeah, you guys like wasn't your first day at Ramen Tatsuya? Or is oh, that where no. you just go for every anniversary? Anniversary. Yeah. Um. Well, it's fun. It's it's
3: very fun because. Ross likes to be a very self-sufficient person Mm, so he's he's liked cooking just because he just wants to be able to feed himself um and it wasn't the most fanciest things but a fancy recipe never scares him Mm -hmm. um it's and like when we were getting married a lot of my family asked does he like Vietnamese food? And I said, actually he loves Vietnamese food and he could eat it every day if he wants. So that was like a fun conversation to have around us, like bringing our backgrounds together. But food is very important to us. And I think, I think it's just kind of, I feel like there was this overarching message in all Mm -hmm. of our stories is that like, it's important to be able to know how to choose food Mm -hmm. It's important to know how to feed yourself um, and feed other people and things like that, and so that—that's like the core of our
1: relationship. It's just
3: be us being able to survive and, and yeah. cook for ourselves and have enough food for ourselves and feed ourselves.
1: No, yeah. that's good. I've, I'm glad that you guys both, you know, like doing that. <laughs> it's cool. Was he always into cooking or like? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you guys are just.
3: He actually cooks it's way possible. fancier food than i do yeah like, <laughs> i
0: don't cook fancy food mm-hmm. <laughs> i cook the basics <laughs> but
3: it's like you know our, our potlucks he, he oh, always yeah, makes pasta from yeah. scratch pasta and sauce from scratch, from scratch. yes or everything or
1: the sometimes okay so for me i love food and I, I wish i could cook for people but i just get really self-conscious like, i am right i get so you. stressed out and like you like, oh, cook for me, cook for me. But I don't know. It gives me really bad anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and or, again, I always compare it to my grandma's food. I'm like, it's not that good. Like, or like,
3: or I, I never know if they like, like the sweet and salty oh, yeah. taste or like just, fish, the fishy taste. Yeah. I never mm. know if they like that. I'm like, this is my favorite dish. I hope you like it.
0: I know.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I think I just, I think I just like have gotten so accustomed to like just like a bitter taste or not like. Not, like, adding, like, any, like, additional seasonings to, like, my the, my meals. So, I always think, like, my meals are pretty bland. Oh. Um, and so, so, yeah, like, I don't like, like, carbonated drinks. I don't like adding sugar to, like, my mm. teas or anything. I add honey. Um, like, I prefer water over basically anything. Oh, uh, And so, yeah, so I just don't, like...
1: So, it's really funny because I, I like like, the American food I like is really basic. Like, I like grilled cheese and, like, mm-hmm. I like... Like I like cheese and bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm like I don't need anything else. Like just cheese and bread. But like Indian food and like even like Mexican or any kind of Asian yeah. food, I want to like really flavorful, yeah. really spicy. Like mm-hmm. I, it's so it's always been really interesting to me because I feel like I'm either really basic or like really spicy. I guess.
3: Another thing is like. Uh, so on the topic of like cultural appropriation of things mm. um, you know you you have to respect like we're not saying white people can't eat any of our food <laughs> yeah, we're no. not saying you can't cook it
0: please help help us help our economy guys. <gasps> I know, <You> know <laughs> but help small businesses go to India go to India
3: <laughs> if you're gonna love it you have to respect it and one great way of respecting food is pronouncing it correctly
1: oh yeah mm-hmm. so
3: Bon me is not how you say it. It is not a bon me sandwich. It It is a bind me. Bang me. That's what it's called. So so like, you know, really you gotta stop saying bon me. All
1: Right. (laughs) If you're out there.
3: You know, or or, if you can't
1: say it right, you shouldn't eat it.
3: (laughs) Or or like my college roommate Caitlin. I was talking way too much and I just kept saying chorizo, chorizo, chorizo. Oh, I can't, I can't
1: even. And she's like, Amy, it's. <laughs> no, especially being in Texas, I'm like you should know how it's pronounced. <laughs> no, uh,
0: okay, okay, okay. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I, I always think about this. So uh, one time I was like at Chipotle, and I ordered a bowl, and for the for the protein I ordered um, barbacoa, mm-hmm. and I said it just like that. I was like, "Can I get a bowl of uh, uh, um, barbacoa?" And I basically like. Had a conversation with this person for like two minutes. He was like, "What?" Baracoa. <laughs> I mean, it was basically
1: for two minutes. It went like that. Like, what?
0: Bar-a-koa? What? Bar-a-koa? And I was, oh I was not giving it. I was not going to pronounce it like yeah. Baracoa. Yeah. I mean, and, and he like looked at his coworker, and she was like Barbacoa. And she like pointed at, oh at me. Like, there's so many
1: options? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. And he no, no, like, oh, a... I was like, oh,
0: that made me so mad. I was like, you work
1: at that happens all the time at Indian restaurants. So actually, recently, what's Teji's. There's mm-hmm. a new Teji's that opened off 60. So one time me and my friend went and we walk in. It's only white people that are working there. And I'm like, God damn it. Because I always pronounce it the Indian way. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know, even if it's chicken tikka masala, gobi, like I always say like that. And like, they're always like, what do you want? Like, or if I want roti or alubata, like, they're just like, what? And I'm, it just like hurts my soul. And I'm like, yeah, God damn yeah, it. It's, it's not a bad thing to
3: know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like y'all have traveled. Mm-hmm. And you go to these different countries, and they all know English. Mm-hmm. They know English in addition to their native language. Yeah, is it so hard for other people to say fuck instead of fo? Oh. oh yeah, and, or fa. <laughs> 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 that is not it.
1: That's not it, people. Yeah, I get. I feel like I get that it's hard to say things, but at least try. Try. Yeah. yeah. The, and another story at work. So we used to have food delivery and we would get uh, Tarka delivered every time. And I felt so awkward because everyone always calls it Tarka. tarka. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I can't say it. Like, cause Tarka is like literally the base of all food. That's what mm. it is. Like Tarka is like the onions, the oil, the like cheese, it's not just just a the up word. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like a clever name. That. Yeah. And then... And I just like they're like, oh, get what did you eat today? And I'm like, oh, the Indian place because I knew oh. I'd be like, Tarika, and they be like, what? And like they would make me feel like I'm saying it wrong. I'm like, no, you're saying it wrong. Like you know. Also, another thing like when they say chai tea, and I'm like, oh, that's chai. chai tea. Like what? <laughs> st- chai means <laughs> tea. Tea. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah.
3: It's funny what like education does because I used did to get right? on to Giada De Laurentiis so much because she would. I loved watching her show on Food Network. What,
0: what's her what her the, what's her show called? Uh,
3: I think now. Well, she had Everyday Italian. Okay, yes. But now I think it's Giada Everyday. But I would I would get kind of annoyed because she would be speaking in perfect English and putting water you know water in her pot to boil. But then all of a sudden she's like, "Then get the
2: spaghetti
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, and put it in your water." Grab your, you know, and she would, she, and you know, she'd talk in perfect English and yeah. then be an Italian. And it used to annoy me until it happened to me. To me, yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah. like,
1: I get it, Giada. I get what you're trying to no. do there. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it comes across as like, you're like above everyone else or yeah. pretentious, but I'm like, I no, that's... this is literally just, I have mm-hmm. to say it like this. I feel too often if I don't say it like this. Like, this goes back to y'all's first episode. Names. Names. Yeah. I know. I'm like, even to this day, I struggle with my name because, yeah, it's, like, it's... So, it's, like, Gelpreet is how you say it, but, like, I wouldn't expect anyone to say it with the accent, right? And then it's, like, or you turn to Gel, which is what my family mostly calls me, but then it's turned to Gelpreet to Gilpreet, from Gel to Gil, and so I'm just, like, I have, like, four different names. Anyone can call me. Um, but I'm, like, I'm okay with my name, yeah. like, you know, that's harder then, like, but I feel like food dishes are way more common, like, you should mm-hmm. know those. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I think about that. Like, now that we're getting into like the spring season and Cinco de Mayo is coming up, uh, and, oh, and all that problematic all stuff. Of that. But that's for another episode, <laughs> <laughs> next episode, next episode. <laughs> two months from now. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's a good idea. Problematic of, of holy and oh, Cinco yeah, de Mayo.
3: Coming that's a really good oh, idea.
0: Yeah, well, um, I think we um, <laughs> have gone over time. Um, Good but yeah, thanks, Amy. Thanks, thanks again Thanks, uh, For this conversation. Um, and so, on the count of three, Gil and I usually say, Gil and I used to say, bye, haters. So if you're welcome to join us. Okay. Um, okay. So, one, <laughs> one, two, three. Bye, bye haters. haters. <laughs>